Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, guys, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. It's so good to be back on air with you. Took a little break. My sister, after 41 years of singleness, got married, which we could not be happier for her. Um, it's been quite the process. Um, and it kind of goes right in line with what I want to talk to you guys about today. But um, it was beautiful. She actually got married on the 4th of July, which, as we all know, is Independence Day. And it was it was really amazing. It was really amazing. 41 years of waiting. And um, God brought her husband along and um, they couldn't be more different but they also couldn't be more alike they're like a perfect balance of different and alike she waited 41 years but i have to say um god is faithful god is faithful and god was faithful to her and god which is what my topic's going to be about today will always be faithful he will not run out of faithfulness. It is to infinity. You know, when you were little and you're always like, it's infinity times infinity times infinity. Um, there is no end to his faithfulness. And um, I want to encourage you guys today with that. God will always, even in the midst of looking like, he won't be. He will be faithful. Uh, before I get into the guts of what I want to talk about today, uh, I want to, you guys to, a lot of you guys have done this. I even talked about it this week. Uh, we have seen just a huge uptick in our, uh, our podcast numbers. They've more than doubled from last year in just a few months, which is crazy. And I want to just thank you guys for downloading the podcast, listening, following along to the podcast. It has meant um, so much to us, but keep doing that. Uh, we, if you do not even know that we have a podcast, we do. We podcast these shows because we understand that not everyone is located in Dallas-Fort Worth and not everyone can turn on their um, their radio at 3.30 in the afternoon and listen to the show. So we 100% recommend you uh, subscribing or following on Spotify, iTunes, um, the podcast. We also put it up on our social media uh, every single week, the shows that are podcast, so you will know when and how to get them. So follow us along on social media as well. Around, around those announcements, uh, we, we do a Jesus initiative every month through the ministry, and you can find this out on our Facebook page. But this month, we're doing Gaining Wisdom. And every day we are walking through the Proverbs. Just today, I did Proverbs 1. 
and talked about how important it is right now in our world not to listen to the media, to their hypercharged opinions. It is to gain wisdom and truth from the word of God. So we are doing that. I invite you to join me. I invite you to follow along um, and read the Proverbs with us for the next 31 days and gain wisdom for yourself. God will always be faithful. I feel as if some of you are going through something um, and maybe it started years and years and years ago. And God just doesn't seem to be uh, in that situation. You've prayed, you've asked, you've stood on promises and God just doesn't seem to be listening. That's kind of where my sister was for a very, well, for 41 years. I remember her calling me and her saying, do you still think I'm going to be married? Because she definitely wanted to be married. And I would say to her, yes, of course, of course. I believe that God has told me that you are going to be married. And she would say, I just can't believe today. I just can't believe today. And every time she would call me and say that, I would say, you don't have to. I will believe for you today. I will stand in the gap. I will intercede because I know that what God has told me is going to happen. It was great at her shower. I threw her a shower as the maid of honor. And at her shower, we, uh, I was able to share that very thing. She called me one night. She was very upset. She said, I just can't believe anymore. And I said, you know what? I will believe for you. Hung up the phone with her. And then I cried for an hour because I'm like, Lord, where are you at? Where are you in her situation? And God gave me the most beautiful word the next morning in his word that told me she would be married. And so I got to share that at her shower. God will always be faithful. He does not run out of faithfulness. You can't even fathom how good God is. But in his promises, there is a process. I wrote a little book about uh, Rahab, the harlot. It was released in 2018. Um, I actually had a ball writing that book. It was, I had to study so much. It was amazing. Um, and I want to take you to her story in Joshua 2 today. Then Joshua the son of Nun sent two spies, a spies secretly from Shidem, saying, go, view the land, the promised land. Moses had passed away at this point. Joshua had assumed command. Go, view the land, especially Jericho, Joshua 2, 1 says. So they went and came into the house of a harlot a biblical prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. It was told the king of Jericho saying, behold, men from the sons of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. And the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab saying, bring out the men who, who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the woman, Rahab the harlot, 
had taken two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, the main men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. Now, I'm going to skip through Joshua 2 a little bit. She hides the spies. The men come. She hides the spies. They search her house. They don't find the spies. And then Rahab and the harlot and these two spies enter into a conversation. She says this to the spies, um, let's see, where do I want to start? Rahab says, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to Sion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts, the people of Jericho, melted and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven and above and on earth beneath. Now, therefore, please swear to me, she says, by the Lord, since I have dealt kindly with you, that you will also deal kindly with my father's household and give me a pledge of truth and spare my father and spare my mother and my brothers and my sisters with all whom belong here and deliver our lives from death. So she says, listen, I did you a solid. I like hooked you guys up. You guys would be totally dead if it wasn't for me. I saved your life. And I also have given you some great intelligence when it comes to the people of Jericho. They're terrified of you. They know that you're on your way to defeat us. They're scared. So because I've done this for you, I need you to save my life and the lives of my family. And this is what the men said to her. One of them, she goes on to marry, by the way. So the men said to her, our life for yours. If you do not tell this business of ours, and it shall come about when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. So she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was on the city wall so that she was living on the wall. The men said to her, we shall be free from this oath to you, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window through which you let down and gather yourself into the house of your father and your mother and your brothers and all of your father's household. She said, verse 21, according to your word, so be it. And the two men left. Here we have Rahab the harlot who gave these two men shelter, saved their lives, um, really was a mouthpiece of intelligence about the, the people of Jericho. She knew things living where she lived. Um, she heard things living where she lived. Um, and she was an open book. And because of that, she asked for a promise. Save my life. Save the lives of my people. I went out on a limb for you. And the two spies agreed. So here she put this scarlet rope out the window. 
and watch them walk into the woods to hide from the army of Jericho so they would not get caught and killed. The two spies go into uh, the woods, the, the, the surrounding area, and then they go back and they tell Joshua. They tell Joshua everything that Rahab had told them. And there is a process then that takes place. Joshua gets up, he rounds up all of the people of, of Israel. He says, get up. Uh, you know the story of, of crossing the Jordan. They have to, first of all, uh, they, they have to get everybody together. They have to, to pack everything up. And I don't know about you, but packing up my four kids takes like three days. So it, it, it took a while to pack everything up. Then they have to um, cross the Jordan, okay? So they have that whole process of crossing the Jordan that has to take place. Then they go back and they get some, some stones from the middle of the Jordan and they bring the stones to the other side of the Jordan. So there's memory stones. So that whole thing has to take place. Then Israel circumcises their men. That has to take place. And after all of those things take place, they march into Jericho. Um, Rahab, now this is before the days of like, uh, you know, text messaging, clearly. There was not even a telephone that existed. There was no messenger from the text that we that we we know of that is informing Rahab of all the ongoings in Israel. There's none of that that is happening. None of that is really needed because Rahab had a promise from the spies. And I wrote this in my book, I Am Rahab, which you can pick up really anywhere, order anywhere. It's been out for a couple of years now, so you could order, order just about anywhere. But I put myself in Rahab's situation. Here she has the scarlet cord out of her window. She's probably looking out every single day, probably multiple times a day. Maybe she she hears uh, horses footsteps or donkeys footsteps outside because she lived on the wall, which is also document well documented in my book. Every time she hears a noise, she's probably running out to see if it's the armies of Israel that are coming to defeat Jericho. Every single time she hears it, no doubt, she's wondering, is this the day? Is this the day? Is this the day that they're coming? And she has, again, no messengers, but there's a lot of things that are going on in the Israelite camp in order to prepare to come to take Jericho. There's a lot of things that are going on that she does not see. So all she has is a promise from the people of God, but she has no sign whatsoever that it is going to happen. She has the word and that alone. She's no other sign. She trusts that word. She trusts the spies. She trusts the Lord, 
even though she is from a pagan society. Imagine with me after the crossing of the Jordan happens and the memory stone ceremony happens and everyone circumcised happens. Imagine with me after days of waiting, probably with her family gathered in her little apartment or loft or house or whatever it was that she was living in. Imagine one morning getting up and looking out of that window with her little rope coming out the window and seeing after days of waiting the armies of Israel marching towards Jericho. Imagine with me after they come and they take one circle around Jericho, they turn around and they leave. What that would not do for someone who has a promise and their faith. Imagine with me what she might have thought and felt when they turn around and left. And then they come back for seven more days and they turn around and they leave. And she has no communication that we know of. It doesn't say it in the text. No communication whatsoever that she is, in fact, going to get her promise. And the men of Israel are going to keep their promise. Imagine what she went through when on the seventh day they marched around Jericho seven times. And on the seventh time they blew their horns and their trumpets and the walls of Jericho came crumbling down. Everyone's house fell but hers. Imagine. Imagine what she must have dealt with thought, been thankful for in that moment. And I want to bring this home and I want to encourage you today who have waited a very, very, very long, long, long time for God to come through. Just as Rahab had no messenger, but the word from the two spies you probably haven't either. Maybe the spirit of God has encouraged you or the word of God has encouraged you over the years, but even that seems to not really help the longer that you wait. Sometimes you just have bad days like my sister did. What Rahab couldn't see is the major activity that was happening beyond her sight Because there was a lot of preparation that needed to happen in order for her to get her promise. I want to encourage you today that if God has given you a promise and you don't see any sign, know this. There is so much beyond what you can see that God is putting together. So that when you do see the fulfillment of the promise and it is explained to you, you will understand 
that there was a process to God's faithfulness. I, um, I love this story so much. I think that uh, this is a story that probably could get told over and over and over again. I, I love, I heard it said, and I believe I put this in my book, this little rope that she had, Rahab had hold of was uh, she was expecting. She was expecting from the Lord. She had a lean in expectation that God was going to be faithful. She didn't lean back. She didn't think, oh my goodness, God has forsaken me. These men have forsaken me. Rather, she watched and she expected God to come through. And I want to just challenge you today. Where is your expectation? There is a process that is happening that you will never be able to see with your eyes. But once that promise is fulfilled, you will know why you had to wait. I know my uh, sister, there has been, after 41 years of her waiting, there has been so many conversations that we've had in the last year that answered why the wait, why she had to wait what God was doing where she couldn't see. There were so many times in this last year where as she was dating her new husband, where we were able to see this is why, this is why God didn't come sooner. There was reasons behind it that hindered the promise. And yet the promise was just as good as the day that God gave it to her. Your promise has a process. God will be faithful. Whatever you are waiting for, he will be faithful to you. I promise you that his faithfulness is so incredibly vast. He hasn't given up on his promise. So don't you give up on it. Either I want to pray for you guys too, um, as we just kind of close this out um, today. Let's just pray with a heart of expectation today, Lord. I know there's so many people that are listening right now that have lost their expectation from you. Maybe their circumstances are too overwhelming. Maybe, Lord, they are just tired of expecting. Maybe they're just weary, Lord. They're weary, God. They're so weary. God, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage every single heart that is listening to me today. I pray that you would encourage their mind, encourage their heart. God, I pray that there would be um, just an audacity that rises up in them that says, no, I am going to believe again. I am going to trust again, even when I cannot see any signs of what I'm waiting for happening. I am going to trust again. I'm going to dig my heels in. I'm going to believe that God is who he says he is. I'm going to believe that he wants to do good things on my behalf. I am going to 
dealt my heels. And again, I'm not going to let Satan uh, uh, be victorious over me. I am going to believe for this promise. Uh, Lord, I pray that they would declare in their hearts, God is faithful. He is good. He is listening. He is engaged. He is active where I cannot see. He is working things out according to my purpose. God, I pray that they would declare and a holy audacity would overwhelm them, Lord, to believe that you are in control and the promise you gave them years ago is just as fresh now as it was back then we are a people lord that are desperate for you and that trust you with our life with our breath lord we trust you and you alone so god i pray for these that are listening today that you would encourage their heart in the greatest way. That you would give them scriptures, friends that come along and say, you know what? I'm going to believe for you today. Intercede on their behalf. We love you, Lord. We trust you. You are good. You do what you say you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys so much. And um, I, I am encouraged by this word today, even though I've, I, it was, it was me. <laughs> I am encouraged by this word today. God is good and he is listening and he is engaged and his promises are true and he does not fail us. Love you guys. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.